it's our Easter holiday, and we just had Good Friday here across the country and the world. But hopefully you had a phenomenal holiday season, and here on Stay the Water, we're in our Community Impact Series, where we're talking about the good news, the good news of public policy and all things that are happening good here in Hampton Roads. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Oville. We'll be right back in just a moment with the good news of Hampton Roads. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. It's Stay the Water. Thank you so much for joining us here on this beautiful Easter Sunday. You know, one great thing I love about what we do here at Stay the Water and also here at the university, our great institution, the Norfolk State University, as we broadcast live on WNSB Hot 91, the soul of VA, is that we're really able to bring you uh, up to date things that are happening in our community. And not only that, but we're able to engage the community as always. So we can't do what we do without you. So we thank you for joining us. We thank you for your support because without you, the Spartan Nation, without you, the listeners and supporters of WNSB, without you, the listeners and supporters out in Hampton Roads and across our TuneIn app across the country and the world, we could not do what we do. So we thank you for joining us and supporting us. Hopefully you are enjoying your Easter weekend and your Easter day as you go to your places of worship uh, to honor this particular day. As always, we have with us in studio who I call the hardest working man in radio. We have DJ Scandalous, known as Marvin Folks, uh, who keep you can hear every day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 6 p.m., on the Wheels of Steel here on WNSB. Also, you can hear him on Saturday as they broadcast the various games. And, yes, you can hear he's in studio with us on Sunday uh, as we continue to bring you timely information about things that are happening to you and that can benefit you in your community. You know, those of you who have been listeners and supporters, supporters of us going on now three years, we're almost at our third-year anniversary uh, but those of you that started out with us and have continued to listen, you know the reason that this particular show was started is an initiative of the Center for African American Public Policy here at the at Norfolk State University is that it was created to bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. But because we believe that public policy, I believe that it is the most essential policy because it affects all of our lives. I don't care who you are, if you're young, if you're old, if you're a seasoned, unseasoned, educated, uneducated, homeowner, non-homeowner, whatever you, whatever position you hold in life, public policy impacts your life because it impacts the way that we live and the things that we do. So, you know, for this particular show, I want to talk about you know, what is the good news? What is public policy? And what are those good things that are happening here in Hampton Roads? And what are those good policy initiatives that we're focused on and that our partners are focused on and those things that can really help to benefit you in the community and for you to keep an eye on as well? Because <laughs> keep in mind, things happen, you know, all the time from, you know, and a lot of times when these things do happen, they are happening out of the public purview. In other words, it takes place, it happens, and then you find out about it afterwards. 
But what we aim to do here at this particular show is I aim to pull back the covers and make sure that you understand issues that are happening before it takes place. So first, I want to ask the question, what is public policy and why do we do this? We understand why we do this show, but what is actually public policy and what's the benefit of it in our community? Well, public policy itself, really, the, the, when you talk about the benefits of it, Public policy is laws that are created or policies that are created that help to dictate our lives, how we live, what we say, what we do, what we can do, what we can't do, in pretty much in a nutshell. And according to Pepperdine University, the benefits of public policy uh, to the community is that through legislation, advocacy, and education, public policy leaders develop solutions for challenges facing our community. Again, through legislation, advocacy, and education, public policy leaders develop solutions for for challenges facing our community. So I want to ask ourselves, who are public policy leaders? Is it just our elected officials? Is it just those that we, that serve on commissions and boards? Is it just those individuals? The answer is no. You are also, I mean, it includes those individuals. It includes our U.S. congresspersons, U.S. senators. It includes our state senators, state legislators, delegates. It includes our city council persons, our school board members. It includes those individuals that are sitting on boards and commissions. It includes all of them. But it also includes you, the community the individual who serves on the PTA at your, at your child's school. It includes you, the individuals who are working in church ministries uh, that are meeting the needs of the people. And on this Easter Sunday, that's very important because it's you who are working on the ground, you that are in the community, you that are doing the after-school programs, you that are, are helping kids uh, get hot meals. You know, because many times, through after-school programs, through school, those are only hot meals that some children will only will receive. But you are part of the public policy leaders, and it's up to you to be engaged. And we want to help you to be engaged in order to continue to do the good things that you're doing in the community. So what are some of the benefits of public policy in our community? Well, what ends up happening is that the benefits of it is that often the results of collaborative work according to Pepperdine University, of municipal governments, nonprofit organizations, and local businesses, what they end up doing, they create these successful solutions, right? Because why is that? Because these individuals represent different areas of expertise, right? Whether it's promoting health and wellness, encouraging economic prosperity, whether it's encouraging... uh, policy that can meet families. A matter of fact, I'll, I'll give you a very, very uh, real example. So when this is from a Congress congressperson in, in talking with them some while back, how they asked them, you know, what legislation are they working on? And he said they're working on legislation to help to provide more monies or assistance to grandparents. And why I said, why grandparents? Because grandparents are sometimes those that who are raising their kids, their grandchildren, as children. Now, of course, we know life, 
circumstances, things take place where individuals uh, are not able to take care of their responsibilities, take care of their children, take care of their home, take care of themselves sometimes. So we know life impacts us all. So because life impacts us all, somebody else is left to pick up the additional and run with it, right? And many times it falls upon our parents or the grandparents. Uh, So with that, how can we help them through policy in order to meet the needs? Additional monies for food, additional monies for uh, educational programs, after-school programs. It has to run through the person who's running the home. And many times, it's the grandparents. So, again, how will we know that if that person who is a grandparent that's saying to the elected officials, we need help? They're going to say, why do you need help? And then you are, just as I articulate, need help because I'm taking care of my grandchildren. I'm ensuring that they get to school. I'm ensuring that they uh, are engaged in after-school activities. I'm ensuring that they're getting to their extracurricular activities and sports. I'm ensuring that they're doing their homework. I'm ensuring that they're eating a balanced and proper meal. I'm ensuring all of these things. So, therefore, we have to ensure that they have the resources that they need to be successful. So, in working with that, how can you impact your community through public policy? First of all, again, according to Pepperdine, professionals, you're working in different fields and settings, like I said, local government, education, nonprofit, and also businesses that affect public policy development in communities in many different ways. You know, we have a group here that I'm a part of, and you've heard them. You'll hear them. They have a radio show here after mine. They're, they're called Black Brand. And their show is called Black Wall Street. And what Black Brand has done under the founder and leadership of Blair Door is that they've identified, again, individuals in our community through business that can impact the community, the business community as a whole, but public policy needs to be created in order to assist them in their business development, entrepreneurship, and so forth. So what they're able to do is bring together a group of small business owners, entrepreneurs, black business owners, women business owners, minority business owners, to say to legislators and the greater business community, hey, we're here. We also need this assistance. We also need the opportunity to compete. We also need access to capital. We also need the ability to compete for these contracts the way that others have been able to compete for. Without that, then how would they know? Well, they probably, they probably do know, but how would they know to create policy that is effective and efficient to impact the community? That's what those organizations are about. So when you say that, hey, I can't do it, or where do I start? You first start with being community-minded, being engaged, and making your voice heard on various levels, whether it be the local level, the state level, or the national level. Now, we all say, so we all say that politics is local, and that's very true. We want to make sure that you stay and start engaging on the local level because that's where true change takes place. The local level is where you go to school, where you live, where you go shopping at the grocery store, where you go to spend your dollars, where you go to places of worship. 
is where you go to live, is where you go to operate, is where you go even at the end of your life to be buried. The local level is where it's at. So you start becoming engaged on the city level, school board level, and then you work your way up all the way to the other levels. So that's the beauty of being able to be engaged in public policy, to create good news, good things, and do the great things that you're doing in order to keep your your community engaged and to make sure that your community voice is heard. So in part, that's the reason why the Center for African American Public Policy here at Norfolk State was created. As the first director of the center, you know, it was the idea to be able to create out a center where research policy and community actually meet. Research policy and community meet. The ability to come together to determine what the issues are, to create policy recommendation, and to bring individuals who are here, not just on campus, but not just in the political world, not just in the business world, but every community together to discuss good issues, to discuss issues to create good policy to impact the community greater. So what is the mission of the Center for African-American Public Policy? It's to empower, to educate, and to serve. It's to empower minority communities, educate the public, and assist lawmakers by providing alternatives on issues involving African-Americans in Virginia and also beyond. This radio program, Stay the Water, is a build out of that in order to bring these important issues to the forefront in order to let you, the public, know those issues that are fate that you're facing, those policies that need to be changed, and those those things that we can put forth to say that we're making an impact in our community. That's why I say we bring movers and shakers and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. This is Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. You're here with us on this Easter Sunday as during our Community Impact Series as I talk about the good news, the good news of public policy and think tanks that are impacting our community. What are those good policies that are created? What are those issues that we see on a local level here in Hampton Roads, on a state level, and on a national level impacting the African-American community? You know, we've talked about the benefit, what is public policy? What is the benefit of public policy in our, affecting our community? And also highlighting this particular radio program coming out of the Center for African American Public Policy created here at Norfolk State University. Again, where research, policy, and also community meet. You know, one of the major uh, programs that we're having this particular year uh, in April is an issue addressing gun violence. There will be a forum for gun violence uh, to discuss issues and also solutions on April 18th. And we're going to uh, talk about it more in our Community Impact Series later on, but I want to make sure that you're aware that it's going to be held here. Uh, You can see it on our social media for the university, nsu.edu, as we continue to engage 
not just the academic community, but we have legislators such as our good friend, Delegate Cliff Hayes, who will be here. We also have uh, our Commonwealth attorney, Raman Fadahi, who will be here. In addition to that, we'll have experts, Kayla Hicks, who's president of, of, of and actually sustained equity president and CEO, but also has a career, uh, long career in gun violence and working with various nonprofits in order to impact the community, to understand more about the effects and the impact and the solutions for this particular very, very impactful issue that we really need to get a handle on. But there are other think tanks out there also that are developing issues, uh, that are developing research and policy for issues affecting our community. I want to highlight several. First, I'll start with the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, their Center for Policy Analysis and also Research. According to the Congressional Black Caucus uh, Foundation, uh, the Center for Policy Analysis and Research, called CPAR, is rooted in a firm commitment to open-minded inquiry into economic independence, health equity, education, civic engagement, and other issues impacting the global black community. Now, their objective is to improve the socioeconomic circumstances of African Americans across by generating analyses and policy recommendations, advancing equity and equality in policy areas such as criminal justice, education, access, economic development, public health, voting rights, and black representation in the ever-growing area of technology sector. Why is this important? As you see that their, their areas are, are broad, but they also are narrow. Think about it. When you start looking at how can African Americans be impacted the most through public policy, for the most part, is through socioeconomics. Why socioeconomics? Socioeconomics helps an individual better themselves, not just in society by having the rights that others have, and again, the ability, the opportunity, the opportunity to succeed. But it also helps to raise their income level and by also impacting their generational health, wealth. Think about that. Generational wealth, the ability to pass off, pass off and pass along equity and property, being able to pass up monies and things to help you or your children have a better life than you had. That's extremely important. Creating generational wealth, creating an opportunity for others to do better. That's the whole benefit, and that's the whole objective of education, to be able to do better than the next generation. I want to highlight a couple of initiatives that they have. First of all, they have the National Racial Equity Initiative for Social Justice. Now, this came out of 2020, where their particular initiative uh, mission is to combat systematic injustices and advance racial equity, human rights, education, and community economic development opportunities for the black community. Now, we all know that 2020 during the pandemic was a time period of upheaval, racial upheaval and inequities that 
a spotlight was shined on it. Now, again, these were issues that we've all faced, and we knew that they were there, but the public saw it. So this particular initiative is very important because it highlights, it gives a national, a national initiative push for social justice. Also, their voter empowerment and black civic engagement, uh, historically aimed to uplift civic engagement among black communities and uproot methods of voter suppression and increase voter education. The importance of voting, I just want to point out, the importance of voting, it empowers a community. If people say that, if anyone ever says, Will my, does my vote count? <laughs> Ask them, why are legislators in various states constantly fighting to take away your right to vote? Constantly. Yes. Because voting in this country is the most powerful nonviolent weapon that we possess. The ability to remove and put persons in place that you want there. Absolutely phenomenal. That's why our democracy works. And finally, uh, two other areas, several other areas that the Congressional Black Caucus has, the divide, decoding inequity in technology. Now, the rapid process of digitalization is connecting people from across continents, uplifting financial outcomes, but the benefit to our communities is not all there. There's an equity that is in technology. And we saw that during the pandemic. And what this initiative does, it aims to increase or decrease that inequity and increase the, the playing field for everyone to be equitable. Health Equity Now initiative, what this does, it addresses the illnesses and issues that uh, we experience as African-Americans and minorities at a higher rate than our other counterparts. That impact, that is very important because without good, good health is wealth. Listen, good health is wealth. We saw that happen during the pandemic. Uh, we know there's no better uh, indicator of success than good, good health. If you don't have good health, then you have nothing. <clears throat> so for more information about what that policy research is, uh, that policy center is doing and impacting, again, African-Americans with good policy, just go to the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, their research and policy center. Secondly, I want to take a look at my good friend who's just uh, stepped down as president and CEO, Spencer Overton of the Joint Center, located in for political and economic studies. Their areas of focus is economic policy, workforce policy, black talent initiative, and what's called Heal Diversity or Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. One thing I want to point out as far as the uh, economic policies and I'll look at just a couple of uh, things that they're looking at here. Their center, their, the Joint Center's Economic Policy Program identifies challenges and opportunities for advancing the economic status of black communities. With their research and their data, they're exploring challenges for small business owners across race. Also, they're researching how to improve the earned income tax credit for black workers without children. And then also looking at pandemic relief uh, priorities for black communities. Keep in mind, we're still feeling the effects of the pandemic, but at the same time, we know that we have to continue to move toward full opening and, and work for all. Workforce policy, their program, according to the Joint Center, centers around black workers and policy debates concerning the future of work, workforce development, and access to good jobs. 
their particular workforce program is about the future of black workers. So a few of their initiatives they're working on for the good of the black community, they're charting to understand uh, black registered apprentices in the United States, also looking at the state of black students at community colleges, and also improving training evaluation data to brighten the future of black workers. Again, black wealth is tied to the opportunity and access to a good education, but also opportunity and access to a good job. Capitol Hill Diversity, the Center Diversity Work Analysis staff on the Hill, what they do is they work to understand the problem and why it matters to solve the solutions in order to provide more diverse staffers to members of Congress. So we take a look at the racial diversity among top staff in the uh, one of their studies is taking a look at the racial diversity among top staff in the U.S. House of Representatives. They also did a deeper dive in the 2022 Senate Democratic Caucus diversity numbers and also the racial diversity among U.S. state senators, Senate directors. You know, you would think that because of the number of representatives that we have, uh, the face-wise, that we have those also represented in the staff. And that's not true. Being able to work behind the scenes, being able to work uh, to help various members of Congress and also in state houses, those are the individuals that really help to work to dictate how things, things are run. It's the staff. So if you don't have black staff members, then you're not really impacting the black community. And, and along the Black Talent Initiative, Black Talent Initiative, it shows how, again, a lot of persons say, well, we don't know what a black talent is. We don't know. Well, this gives an opportunity. Reports and studies show where the black talent is located. Here on the campus of Norfolk State University, we have a tremendous amount. Our president, Dr. Adams, Javon Adams Gasson, also known as Dr. J, talks about all the time how our student base is so phenomenally talented. I mean, at from beginning to end, <clears throat> no matter what major, we have a tremendous amount of talented young people. But they just need opportunities, opportunities in order to fulfill their dreams and also to impact the greater community. And that's what these policy recommendations are good for, to provide equitable opportunities across the board. And finally, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, also known as the NAACP, recommendations for the issues that they're working on for policy recommendations for the greater good of the black community across the country, uh, in part is for racial equity opportunity and transformation through racial justice, economic empowerment by canceling student debt. I know that's been a battle, and I know that it will. Listen, all of us have student loans or have had at some, more, at some time. Being able to free up the opportunity to work, to, to actually allow your ability, your efforts to go toward investing uh, as opposed to uh, paying the interest on these loans that have, that have ballooned, it could help a lot of people. But economic empowerment, also education, remove police from uh, 
the roles that they have in schools and law enforcement and ensuring that there's funding for resource officers for intervention and restoration to support restorative uh, supports for children, environmental climate justice, health and well-being, restructuring the criminal justice system, also voting rights and elections. These are all issues, again, that are outlined to create good policy to affect the greater good of the black community, our communities. So why is public policy important? Because it is the way that we dictate our lives. It's the way our lives are dictated. It's the way that our lives are lived. It gives us the parameters to do what we can do, also tells us what we can do. But it also builds goodwill, strong communities, if it is good policy. And that's why we here at Norfolk State University at the Center for African-American Public Policy, all of our centers of excellence for health and wellness and equity and our research centers and here at WNSB Hot 91, the solar, the solar VA and on Stay the Water. That's why we do what we do to ensure that good policies are created for the good of the greater community. <laughs> well, once again, we've run out of time, but we thank you again for joining us here on Stay the Water where we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. Until next time, God bless, be well, enjoy your Easter, and we'll see you next week.